Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're reading the entire Bible together out loud, chapter by chapter, looking at 2 Samuel 19 today. Uh, the story uh, that was just so sad, so heart-wrenching, the death of uh, Absalom and David mourning his son, uh, that, that we saw yesterday that was really, in many ways, um, I mean, beautiful in, in the way that you could see then the love of Christ prefigured here. Another uh, perhaps kind of prefiguring here, uh, here we have the return of the king. So you've got David coming back to Jerusalem, but it's not uh, all happy. Uh, you've got this rebuke here. Uh, we, we kind of talked about Joab as the kind of practical thinker last time in some ways. Um, there's going to be some pardons, right? So again, David showing this this mercy that... Yeah, Joab would probably say he's going to get him into trouble. So interesting uh, dynamic intention and kind of lends itself to the idea of, you know, if if we as Christ's followers imitate his love, is that going to uh, put us or even uh, those close to us uh, in harm's way, uh, potentially? So, I mean, there's, there's a difficult uh, kind of balance there. Joined uh, today by our guest, Pastor Thomas Eckstein, pastor at Concordia Lutheran Church, in Jamestown, North Dakota. Good morning, brother. Good to have you back. And yeah, I, the the story is just, it's so real life, and it's uh, it's just not black and white, is it? No, no. There's a lot of, a lot of messy details here. Uh, as you know, there, there was this huge conflict between David and Absalom, almost as bad as the election fallout for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, let's hope it doesn't get to that level, right? <laughs> right. But uh, no, yes, uh, there, there, there's um, uh, there's a lot of stuff here that that isn't real black and white. Even though I, you know, some of Joab's actions are questionable. You know, yeah. uh, at the beginning of this, he, he has a point. You know, on the one hand, David is legitimately grieving for mm-hmm. the death of his son, but then on the other hand, it's like, hey, you know, these men just fought for you. You know, yeah. it, uh, there's a place for 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 setting your grief aside and giving them uh, the mm-hmm. the attention they deserve. So yeah, there's 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 some messy stuff we'll have to work through in this chapter. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, I I guess it was, um, I I'm trying to remember if it was uh, Pastor Lekomsky two days ago or if it was Pastor Shank, but. Uh, just you know, saying how these stories are just are just not like these, uh, you know, like kind of moral fables where it's just kind of like just clearly in this kind of almost like cartoonish way. You know, this is behavior that you should imitate, and this is behavior that right. you should not. Right? Like it's just it's never like that in these chapters where it's just uh, there's good things about what they're doing and there's bad things about what they're doing. It's 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 not just kind of this artificial uh, literary creation. This is just how real right. life is. It's almost like they're sinners and saints at the same time. <laughs> or, or something. It's like, well, or put another way, it's like, it's as if they live in the same world we live in, you know? Like, exactly. It's, uh, yeah, certainly. Uh, good stuff. Uh, well, let's start off with a prayer, if you would uh, lead us. Yes, Heavenly Father, we, we come before you today, and as, as we've been examining uh, this uh, uh, section of Scripture where there was conflict within the kingdom, uh, we think of our own current division in our own nation. Uh, we just pray, Lord, that you, you would guide the leaders and the people of our nation, that, that there might be a resolution to uh, all the division and, and bad feelings, and that you would uh, bring unity in our nation, but especially give us leaders that would be in harmony with, with your will for how we ought to live. 
And Lord, we, we also pray for the many people who continue to suffer because of the COVID pandemic. We pray that you would uh, uh, be with them, especially the medical personnel who are sacrificing so much to care for the ill. Uh, but in your mercy, we ask that you would bring an end to this pandemic soon and, and allow us to get back to a more normal life. Uh, we commend this whole situation to you, Lord, knowing that your son reigns on the throne and that in good times and in bad, you are our God and we have hope in you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Okay. Um, you know, so I think there's maybe a couple things that uh, might be helpful to mention uh, briefly before we read it. Um, I'm thinking especially towards the end with the pardons of the enemies and some, maybe some of the character names uh, that we don't want to uh, forget. Um, and anything just to kind of uh, help kind of refresh our memories before we give it a read through? Well, j- just a couple of things. You know, uh, when we get to the pardons, um, we're going to see that, that we have uh, some who were in opposition um, to David you know, mm-hmm. coming and, and, and basically begging for, for his mercy. And, uh, and, and we're especially going to get some uh, interesting uh, details with Mephibosheth. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll bring us back to uh, chapter 16, right. where, 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 where Ziba, you know, basically slanders Mephibosheth. Yeah. And, and, and we, we, we find out now how, how Mephibosheth responds to that and how David responds to that. And so we're going we're, we're to see how that all plays out here as well. Yeah, th- that's going to be the, uh, the, the big one. Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to see uh, Shimei again, or, or Shimei. Um, uh, we, we mentioned that. We saw that a couple chapters ago. But then, yeah, like you are saying, in chapter 16, we kind of had to say, well, we're just going to have to kind of, you know— uh, put a pin in that one and come back to it because like you were saying, yeah, Ziba, um, I, I mean, I mean, that's, that's, that's me the question then today. So is, is he, is he kind of throwing him under the bus, but, but Hey, it's true, but, or was it just slander outright? Or is it just kind of like, well, kind of, you know, uh, ethics aside, it was just kind of a wise move. Like, so yeah, we're going to have to try to actually answer that and kind of deal with it today. Uh, I think that we, uh, might have enough in front of us in the story now to to kind of get there. But let's go ahead and just uh, start by reading the chapter. So this is chapter 19 in Second Samuel in the English Standard Version. It was told Joab, Behold, the king is weeping and mourning for Absalom. So the victory that day was turned into mourning for all the people. For the people heard that day, the king is grieving for his son. And the people stole into the city that day, as people steal in, who are ashamed when they flee in battle. The people, the king covered his face, and the king cried with a loud voice, Oh, my son Absalom! Oh, my Absalom, my son Absalom! Then Joab came into the house to the king and said, You have today covered with shame the faces of all your servants who have this day saved your life, and the lives of your sons and your daughters, and the lives of your wives and your concubines. Because you love those who hate you and hate those who love you. For you have made it clear today that commanders and servants are nothing to you. For today I know that if Absalom were alive and all of us were dead today, then you would be pleased. Now therefore arise, go out and speak kindly to your servants. For I swear by the Lord, if you do not go, not a man will stay with you this night. And this will be worse for you than all the evil that's come upon you from your youth until now. 
Then the king arose and took his seat in the gate. And the people were all told, Behold, the king is sitting in the gate. And all the people came before the king. Now Israel had fled every man to his own home, and all the people were arguing throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, The king delivered us from the hand of our enemies and saved us from the hand of the Philistines, and now he's fled out of the land from Absalom. But Absalom, whom we anointed over us, is dead in battle. Now therefore, why do you say nothing about bringing the king back? And King David sent this message to Zadok and Abiathar the priests, Say to the elders of Judah, why should you be the last to bring the king back to his house when the word of all Israel has come to the king? You are my brothers. You are my bone and my flesh. Why then should you be the last to bring back the king? And say to Amasa, Are you not my bone and my flesh? God do so to me and more also if you are not commander of my army from now on in place of Joab. And he swayed the heart of all the men of Judah as one man so that they sent word to the king, Return, both you and all your servants. So the king came back to the Jordan, and Judah became to Gilgal, came to Gilgal to meet the king and to bring the king over the Jordan. And Shimei, the son of Gera, the Benjaminite from Baurim, hurried to come down and, with the men of Judah to meet King David. And with him were a thousand men from Benjamin. And Ziba, the servant of the house of Saul, with his fifteen sons and his twenty servants, rushed down to the Jordan before the king, and they crossed the ford to bring over the king's household and to do his pleasure. And Shimei, the son of Gera, fell down before the king as he was about to cross the Jordan, and said to the king, Let not my lord hold me guilty, or remember how your servant did wrong on the day my lord the king left Jerusalem. Do not let the king take it to heart, for your servant knows that I have sinned. Therefore, behold, I have come this day, the first of all the house of Joseph, to come down to meet my lord the king. Abishai, the son of Zariah, answered, Shall not Shimei be put to death for this, because he cursed the Lord's anointed? But David said, What have I to do with you, you sons of Zariah, that you should this day be as an adversary to me? Shall anyone be put to death in Israel this day? For do I not know that I am this day king over Israel? And the king said to Shimei, You shall not die. And the king gave him this oath. And Mephibosheth, the son of Saul, came down to meet the king. He had neither taken care of his feet, nor trimmed his beard, nor washed his clothes from the day the king departed until the day he came back in safety. And when he came to Jerusalem to meet the king, the king said to him, Why did you not go with me, Mephibosheth? He answered, My lord, O king, my servant deceived me. For your servant said to him, I will saddle a donkey for myself that I may ride on it and go with the king. For your servant is lame. He has slandered your servant to my lord the king. But my lord the king is like the angel of God. Do therefore what seems good to you. For all my father's house were but men doomed to death before the lord the king. But you set your servant among those who eat at your table. What further right have I then to cry to the king? And the king said to him, why speak any more of your affairs? I have decided. You and Ziba shall divide the land. And Mephibosheth said to the king, Oh, let him take it all, since my lord the king has come safely home. Now Barzillai the Gileadite had come down from Rogalim, and he went on with the king to the Jordan to escort him over the Jordan. Barzillai was a very aged man, eighty years old. 
he had provided the king with food while he stayed at Mahanaim, for he was a very wealthy man. And the king said to Barzillai, Come over with me, and I will provide for you with me in Jerusalem. But Barzillai said to the king, How many years have I still to live that I should go up with the king to Jerusalem? I am this day eighty years old. Can I discern what is pleasant and what is not? Can your servant taste what he eats or what he drinks? Can I still listen to the voice of singing men and singing women? Why then should your servant be an added burden to my lord the king? Your servant will go a little way over the Jordan with the king. Why should the king repay me with such a reward? Please let your servant return, that I may die in my own city, near the grave of my father and my mother. But here is your servant, uh, Kimkem. Let him go over with my lord the king, and do for him whatever seems good to you. And the king answered, Kimhem shall go over with me, and I will do for him whatever seems good to you, and all that you desire of me I will do for you. Then all the people went over the Jordan, and the king went over, and the king kissed Barzillai and blessed him, and he returned to his own home. The king went on to Gilgal, and Kimkem went with him, and all the people of Judah, who also half the people and also half the people of Israel, brought the king on his way. Then all the men of Israel came to the king and said to the king, Why have our brothers, the men of Judah, stolen you away, and brought the king and his household over the Jordan and all David's men with him? All the men of Judah answered the men of Israel, Because the king is our close relative. Why then are you angry over this matter? Have we eaten at all at the king's expense, or has he given us any gift? And the men of Israel answered the men of Judah, We have ten shares in the king, and in David also we have more than you. Why then do you despise us? Were we not the first to speak of bringing back our king? But the words of the men of Judah were fiercer than the words of the men of Israel. Um, in, interesting little bit at the end there, kind of... Uh, Remind you, you mentioned the election. It reminds me of people talking about uh, the electoral college recently. <laughs> so, you know, we have we have ten shares in the king. So, uh, I'll have to have, come back to that. But um, it's it's just fascinating. Uh, you, you know, like on on the one hand, you know, uh, you know these sons of Zariah. I mean, like it's just so interesting. It's like these are like the uh, you know like the the sons of thunder, right? Um, that our Lord had to keep reigning in he's like hey let, let's kill him you know and so like on the one hand it's like they, they just seem like over eager but but on the other hand like you were starting to say like joab just is making a good point like it's it's uh it, it's so difficult and it's so striking i guess honestly when i when i just read those words again um just just the what is it in verse six because you love those who hate you and hate those who love you i that yeah. That's it's that's just so striking. I mean, it it sounds like the words uh, of our Lord in in a very interesting way, and and it seems perhaps like I don't know, like small minded or maybe you know, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe small minded or something like that, or small hearted perhaps. But I feel like there's there, there's a there's actually a legitimate point that he's making. So it is just a uh, I don't know. There's a lot of tension in the chapter. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously Joab maybe might be using a little bit of hyperbole you know when when he says you know if you if you don't change what you're doing everyone's going to turn against you well i don't know if that would have happened or not but but he makes a valid point i mean um you know as tragic as this is um you know the fact is absalom turned against his father and uh you know uh even sought his his father's own death and 
And uh, so even though David is legitimately grieving his son, you know, uh, to, to, to sit there and mourn the death of his son after all these people had sacrificed so much uh, to show yeah. their loyalty to David, you know, uh, Joab has a point. It's like, hey, you know, okay, yeah, yeah, you're sorry your son is dead, but but look what he was trying to do to you and look what these people sacrificed for you. You need to yeah. give them uh, appropriate you know, attention for this mm-hmm. and, and acknowledge their loyalty. Well, acknowledge their loyalty and, I mean, their sacrifice, right? I mean, like, you know, these, these men, you know, bled and died for you, lost limbs for you, right? And and you thank them with your face of mourning, right? I mean, it's, uh, I, and this is this is a difficult thing, right? I mean, it's, you, you got to show these guys um, some, some gratitude and, and like, you can't just, you know, this is something, uh, man, we're just... <laughs> We're just going to like wade into a minefield here. Um, you know, I, I remember uh, you know, everything that w- w- that happened with the Iraq war, right? Um, and, and like that there there was this, uh, there was a lot of debate in the country about, you know, like, you know, was, was it all worth it? Like, and like, hey, it wasn't actually them at the end of the day. Like, you know, was it justified? And, and there, there arose this argument, right? That, well, now hang on a second. Like, what are you doing to our to our troops, right? Going around saying like it's all for nothing, or that there's no justified cause. Like I mean, they're they're bleeding and they're dying and they're sacrificing. Uh, they're spending time away from their families. Uh, all, you know, all of this, right? And you're gonna just go and just you know send them into disillusionment, saying like it's it's all for nothing. Um, it, it, I don't know. I mean, like I'm I'm seeing actually there a, a real similarity in uh, the argument oh. that Job's making. Yeah, and you know one other thing, and I realize I may be stretching things here a little bit, but I couldn't yeah. help but raising this to a spiritual level. You know, uh, Jesus Himself talks about how our real family is the church, mm-hmm. and yet the, the danger is is loving our actual biological family to the point where we uh, turn away from God, who actually loves us. Yeah. And and you know, you know here you know here here David is 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 showing favoritism to his blood son. Uh, in the midst of his mourning, um, but but ignoring those who actually loved him and sacrificed themselves for him, and and I, I can't help but think how sometimes the devil tempts us to to you know God sacrificed everything for us, and yet sometimes we're tempted to, you know, if it's between Jesus or my children, well, sometimes mm-hmm. even if our children are living sinfully, right. you know, it's tempting to well they're my kids, I have to you know, favor them rather than be true to the Lord, you know, and, and, and just a reminder to us that, that the, the, uh, the, the blood of God is thicker than the blood of <laughs> our family. Mm-hmm. We, we, we need to acknowledge the God who sacrificed himself for us and, and, uh, you know, and not love that which doesn't deserve our love. Now, now, and that's a really interesting counterpoint there too. Um, because right, as much as, you know, so, um, I, so this is uh, still is it verse six, right? You know, Joab saying like, "Hey, you can't love those who hate you and then hate those who love you," right? And and while and while that seems, uh, you know, at first blush, like that's a contradiction to the teaching of our Lord, who says, you know, rather rather than uh, this, to say like, well, yeah, you know, you know, love those who love you, but love also those who hate you, right? I mean, have the have this complete love. Um, as, right. as it says in, in Matthew 5, you know, the Lord does also say, right, 
like whoever does not you know hate his you know his father his own yeah. father and mother right is is unworthy to follow me right so yeah. actually when he's making that point i mean i mean that that's very congenial to the interpretation that you just offered brother like that that yeah. that there is a there is a there is a danger of you know when when loving i guess like our own family or kin or allies right turns into uh, not necessarily so much like real love but it, it starts going on into like idolatry or exactly um a kind of i don't i don't know like a kind of like excuse i guess to like to to not more fully love uh, like you were saying these other things that really you yeah. know, i mean like the church <laughs> And, you know, even though it's true God wants us to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us, loving our enemies includes calling them to repentance and, and pointing them to Christ. And then I think of Jesus, you know, like you, you gave a flip side to it. Jesus says, you know, I have not come to bring peace but a sword, to turn a, you know, a, a families against each other. Now, now Jesus is not saying he wants families to, to literally hit each other, but his point is sometimes families might be divided because those who believe in Jesus uh, stand with Jesus, and if the other members of the family don't want to do that, uh, there's division. And, mm-hmm. and and so there's a kind of love that finally has to be faithful to Jesus, uh, even if that means being divided from, from family. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of see that here is like Paul, uh, David's love is sort of misguided here at this point. Yeah, no, it's, it's a... Yeah, it, it it is just tricky because because on, on the one hand it's like uh, you, you can see that David I, I think kind of is in, especially later in the chapter is kind of showing that like he is approaching like a better way by by having mercy right. on his enemies um, by by seeking reconciliation um, rather than revenge right I, I mean there 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 is like this this good happy medium that. That maybe in some ways David is closer to um, compared to to Joab or um, right or or now who who is the who is the hothead who who is like uh, hey, hey let's, let's uh, cut off his head later in the chapter um, that was was that uh, when when he goes with, with Shimei it was uh, oh yeah yeah that's right oh yeah Abishai right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so on on the one hand, it seems like you know maybe David is is more moderate and, and maybe closer to that happy middle, right? But on the other hand, it it does seem like he actually goes and, and kind of falls off the the other side, right? Like you know, so it's uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of feels. I mean, this is how it is, right? With re- repentance, it's just you, you you kind of repent and you repent and you repent and. You, you try so hard these things you really got to repent of and you just kind of end up going off the other direction you got to re- <laughs> repent the other way like you know like the, the whole the whole life is kind of like uh this this dance of repentance right like you never like exactly. stay in the middle forever You're like oh i've achieved the middle i'm i'm good right exactly and uh you know and so i, I guess to put a, a close on this we, i can understand i mean i i, I guess it's a, obviously it's a good thing that david after all that Absalom did to him, that David still finds it in his heart to grieve for his son. But, but right to, to, to completely uh, uh, focus on the son at this point while ignoring those who truly did love him, yeah. uh, you know, that, that, that was, uh, uh, you know, a bad decision on David's part. Yeah, yeah, there, there, yeah, there, there, there is something selfish 
about this, right? Like not that not that he couldn't, you know, mourn his son privately or or maybe even publicly mourn his son later, <laughs> you, you know. But so there there is there is just something about that. Um, so yeah. So mo- moving on then. Um, all right, you mentioned like that, you know, Joab maybe using a little bit of hyperbole, right? Um, certainly won't be the, the last, uh, you know, good use of hyperbole we see in the Bible. Um, right. <laughs> uh, so then, so then there's this this return, and so uh, it, it kind of happens in a couple phases here, right? And the first one is that okay, so there is this he he goes out to the gate. Um, and then there's the, the messengers, right? So uh, we got we got to kind of piece this together. But it's time for our break. Everybody, hold on. We're gonna get right back to this here on Thy Strong. We're looking at Second Samuel 19 in just a minute. Listeners and supporters are talking about Worldwide KFUO. Yeah, I think your programming is just wonderful. I love the emphasis on the traditional tunes rather than the modern music. Keep up the good work. Thank you. To leave a message on the KFUO comment line, call 314-996-1542. That's 314-996-1542. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Worldwide KFUO. This is a test of the emergency alert system. This has been a test of the emergency alert system. The idea that our creation is the result of a fluke, an accident, is ridiculous. A hundred thousand monkeys typing on a hundred thousand typewriters, even after a million years, would never produce the works of William Shakespeare. But they might produce several episodes of Wrestling with the Basics Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on air or on demand. A click away 24 hours a day at KFUO.org. I'm Pastor Ken Bomberger. Join me weekday mornings at 7.15 for Orazio, your time of scripture, meditation, and music on KFUO, Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Welcome back, everybody, to Die Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're looking at 2 Samuel chapter 19, uh, just one with a lot of tension, because um, it's just very real life here, and it's dealing with, uh, as we were seeing here, uh, yeah, d- difficult situations we find ourselves in with uh, with our country, or even just the, the balance between family and church family, right? Uh, so it's something that we can certainly relate to on a level, lot of levels here. And so now we're talking about uh, David... Uh, kind of slowly exiting morning mode and and kind of rejoining the the public. 
uh, because he has been uh, paying a l- little bit too much attention to his own uh, household. He's got, he, he is the king, right? He's a public character. He's got some responsibilities here. Uh, so we're joined today by our guest, Pastor Tom, Thomas Eckstein, Pastor Concordia Lutheran Church in Jamestown, North Dakota. If you've got a question for us and you're listening live, join the conversation 1-800-730-2727, or if you're in St. Louis, 314-821-0850. You can also send an email to kfuo at kfuo.org, and uh, the, the good people who are running things in the background will uh, forward that email along uh, to me here in our little chat box that we have going. Um, you can also just put something directly into the live stream at facebook.com slash Espinosa. Uh, a couple of good questions here about uh, why David, well, replaces Joab, um, and then also um, kind of like the motivations that David has with these pardons, right? So these are, these are some good questions we got to get to in a minute. But, uh, but brother, yeah, we were just kind of starting to talk about, you know, how he, he makes his return here. And so it seems like the, the first thing, um, which, which, you know, we, maybe we should just, just pause briefly, uh, to look at is his, his going out to the gate, which I, I think like for us, it's, it's just, we, we've, we, okay, we, we've seen this, right. But if, in case someone's, you know, not been listening like every single episode here, right. Okay. What's the significance of the King going to the gate? Yeah, well, you know, the gate being, you know, the the, the main entrance to the city, uh, it, it, it's his way of of, of coming and, and and acknowledging his his, you know, and not only am I the king here, but you know, basically saying, hey, I I am one with you, the people, and 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 he's going there to meet with the people and 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 reconcile with them, uh, which is what he needs to do. He needs to go there and and you know. And, and as Jobel was saying, and, and, and acknowledge their sacrifice for him. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, so it's a place of public engagement um, is, is the thing, right? And we remember that we've seen throughout, it's a place of judgment. So this is like where you know, the elders would sit down and you would like have the, the big kind of official city business. Um, and it makes sense um, in, a, in a culture, right, where someone, for, for, for instance, like from the outside of the city— might come with like a grievance or a complaint, right? And so um, that makes sense. Also, where the verdict might be exile, right? Uh, in a given case, right? So there's like a lot of practical right. reasons why it makes sense to to do these things at the the city gate. Um, and, and you and you just kind of see this throughout the Old Testament. But yeah, just it's like it's sort of like I don't I don't know. Um, the doctor is in today, right? <laughs> when it says you know, behold, right. the king is sitting in the gate. It's like. You know, the doctor is in the office seeing patients, right? So it's like, you know, he's made himself accessible now. So he, yeah, he's exactly. not just, you know, all all cooped up. So, so yeah, so that, that's that's the first step. And then what's the, what's the second step here? Um, there's a, there's, it's because it's, it's not just like, all right, I'm just going to head back to Jerusalem all at once, is it? No. In fact, as we go on, you know, in, in verses 9 and following, we, we see this, like you said, it, th- things are messy here. You know, we, 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 even though David is of the tribe of Judah, yeah. uh, not everyone is, is ready to embrace him yet. And, uh, and yet we have some of the northern tribes who were initially opposing him. Uh, now, uh, you know, the northern tribes are almost more accepting of David at this point than, than Judah is. And, and, and so, you know, uh, as we will see, you know, King David sends a message through Zadok and Abiathar that, you know, basically uh, making a plea 
to the tribe of Judah, and uh, in order to win them over and and, and say, hey, I, I I I'm of uh, I'm of your flesh, I'm of your tribe, and 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 uh, I I want to be your king, and 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 you know uh, be a blessing to you, and uh, so here we see that that David uh, does what he can to, to to win over the people of of Judah, his own tribe. Well, yeah, and I, and I think that the idea of kind of winning the people back, I mean, that, that kind of goes back to the gate thing and kind of just throughout this chapter, right? It's just, it, it's not just that he's kind of, you know, physically relocating back to the White House, right? I mean, he, he is, in, in a sense, kind of like reintroducing himself or, or, or reinstating himself even. I mean, and it's interesting, you know, you, you think about that. Uh, he, he is in some ways undoing what Absalom did because Absalom didn't just, I mean, think about it, right? It's, it says that he went out to the gate and starts talking to everybody, right? Um, he, so he did that, but he didn't just do that. He also, you know, just captured everyone's hearts and sent messengers everywhere and made, you know, right. uh, you know, granted favors to all these people. Right. So, uh, all that stuff that Absalom did has to be, has to be undone. And then it just, doesn't just happen automatically just because, just because he died here. So, um, so, so it is, and, and you see that right in the argument, right? Like in verse nine, um, you know, it's like, you know, like, Hey, you know, like what, what's, uh, you know, what, what's, what's going on here. And, and there's this kind of this, uh, this, this waffling, I guess, what, what do you suppose like the alternative was, right? I mean, I guess there's some people who are like hesitating, like what, what, what are they thinking? Like, oh, well, this King thing hasn't really worked out so well. <laughs> do you, do you right. think they're like going, thinking of this going back to like, before Saul, like, you know, pre-monarchy? You know, that, that's a good question, because uh, obviously the guy that they were uh, uh, following, Absalom, is dead. And yeah. so now if, if they don't, aren't sure they want David, you know, if you want a king, who are they going to pick at this point? And so, yeah, it's almost like, gosh, with all this mess and these fighting between kings, maybe we'd be better off going to where it was like during the time of the judges, where we just did what was right in our own eyes, you know? right? And um, and so you know, it's hard to say exactly what they're thinking, but but you know, after seeing all this division, they're probably thinking, "Gosh, this monarchy thing isn't working all all that great." We 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 need to be convinced that if David's our king, that yeah. things are going to get better, not worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, and uh, oh my goodness, right? Doesn't this kind of also just kind of mirror our own political situation yeah so so yeah so just just because right just just because this is the thing right you know so absalom dies but you know that doesn't automatically mean everything that he did is like undone and so similarly just if one person gets elected right um you know and the other one doesn't does not get reelected, well that doesn't mean like all of a sudden that everyone just loves the new guy (laughs) overnight right like there's you gotta have there's got to be some kind of like olive branch thing that that, that comes out here, yeah. right? And uh, and if and if not, then then what do you have? Well, you got people who are saying, you know, maybe we should just kind of scrap the whole thing and go back to, you know, I mean, X X X Y or Z. I mean, it's uh, yeah, I feel like we definitely can relate to the situation yeah. that Israel I mean, is in. You think of our modern context in America right now. Whoever ends up in the White House. Like it needs to look at the others who didn't vote for him, rather than gloating (laughs) and and 
saying, yeah, you, 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 we're going to get back at you now. You know, yeah. th- there needs to be some unifying. Uh, and, you know, if David were to come in and, and, and like, okay, now, now it's my time to get vengeance on all those who opposed me, uh, that, that would just continue the disarray yeah. uh, within yeah. the kingdom. So D- David has some wisdom here. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, yeah, no, gloating, that that, that kind of sums it up. I mean, I just, uh, it, it's bad. It just feels like we just, we, we've entered this time of just, uh, I mean, it, 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 people are talking about sore losers right now. We've had sore winners, like, as a as a pandemic for, like, it seems like a, at least a decade, and it's it's not it's not good for anybody. No. Um, if, if the goal is actually unity, um, you, you can't, you can't use this rhetoric of, like, oh, like, the American people have, you know, chosen, you know, what, what is, what is good and right. And they've rejected all the evil. It's like, well, that's certainly a way to characterize the, you know, like 49%, right? So, ah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, it's too true. Um, so, okay. So there, there's the situation. It's, it's very divided. Um, but it seems like there is, uh, still more of an impetus to say, well, but you know, David, did do a lot. He did, you know, he, he did defeat a lot of Philistines, right? Um, right. So maybe maybe we should, you know, go ahead and bring him back. Um, but so what David does, right, is he goes and he contacts the elders of Judah, right? Um, what, what do you what do you make of this, though, right? Like, why should you be the last to bring the king back to his house? Um, is, is that kind of like, is that hyperbole? Is that kind of rhetoric here? Um, is it? What, what do you suppose David is getting at with the with the message here? I think you know, and it's hard to know read his mind exactly, but I I can't help but think that David is saying, "Hey, you know, I, I know maybe uh, there's some things about me you don't like, but the the fact is, if the northern tribes uh, are willing to, to to give me the benefit of the doubt, you know, how much more you? I, I'm of your tribe." You know, I, I, I'm of Judah, you know, uh, like he says, are, are you not my bone and my flesh? <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, and, and so, you know, this whole idea that, 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 you know, guys, if, if these other guys are willing to give me the benefit of the doubt, please give me a chance. And, 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 and here it, it, I think it, it shows David wisdom rather than saying, Hey, I won, whether you like it or not, you got to yeah. submit to me. You know, yeah. David, instead of saying, Hey, I'm pleading with you. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, inviting you to give me a chance. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and it's just, uh, we, we know from personal experience, right. When, when like the other person that we're trying to, you know, reconcile with, right. When, when, when they can, when they can save face, when they can feel like it's okay. Like they have some like, you know, choice and they can like kind of, you know, uh, put some skin in the game themselves. Right. I mean, it's just, we, we get this intuitively, but like you're saying, man, like it's just there's such a strong impetus to like be like, you know, ha, see, I told you so. Um, but so 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 yeah. Why do you suppose though um, that Judah would be like? Uh, I, I don't know. At, at all uh, slow for for this to happen. Um, you know, what I mean, I mean, like Judah was. Um, I mean, they were the first ones to anoint David, right? I mean, right. I mean, he was just you know king of Judah first. I mean, you'd think that Judah would be eager to be like, oh yeah, David, you know, let's bring him back. You know, um, it, it's sort of interesting that there is any hesitation. Yeah, I know, and it is. It's, it's always been confusing to me. I, 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 I don't know if it was that. 
might have, you know, and, you know, it's interesting. I, I guess my first response to this is when you look at humanity in general, um, you know, we're guilty of a lot of sins, but one of them is that we're fickle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, even though, you know, uh, yeah, David, David was from their tribe and did good things for them. Apparently, Absalom won some of them over. Uh, yeah. uh, and 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 they thought, hey, things are better for us with Absalom. So, in spite of all that David had done for them, you know, they're fickle. I mean, I, it, yeah. it, it, it does amaze me too that they were so quick to turn. But uh, my, that's my only thing is that that they were quick to themselves to betray David yeah. uh, because in, in their minds, hey. Uh, in spite of our history with David, this new guy might be better for us, and and they were quick to to, to change sides. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I think that it really, in, in terms of the narrative, that's kind of like the only thing that's really been presented to us as an explanation for this. That it's like, well, Absalom was uh, also Judean, <laughs> um, and, yeah. and, and and you know, it, it's interesting too, right? Like when he moved um, his capital uh, to Hebron, right? I mean, that's like. Judah, Judah, right? I mean, this this is like, right. I don't know, like if if we moved the capital, um, you know, back from you know Washington C D C, like back to, wasn't it in New York for a time, or like I mean, I feel like it's been in like a couple places, but like you know, That's like if question, like, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's like I'm you know, just exposing my like my my embarrassing lack of U.S. history knowledge. I feel like it was like wasn't it wasn't it like in Pennsylvania too? I don't even know. I'm probably making it all of that up. But I mean, so the idea though of like kind of bringing it back to like the South or, or the North, right? I mean that that's right. that's quite the nod, right? I mean, and and that's why there were such arguments over like, okay, where is the capital going to be put? Um, oh, hey, look, I was right. Someone on Facebook's chiming in here: New York and Philadelphia. Yes. Um, there you go. <laughs> yes. All right. I knew something. Maybe. Um, <laughs> barely. And, but but it's a big deal. So, I mean, you can. I think you're right. Like, you got to interpret this as basically Absalom started with Judah and really stole Judah's heart. And, and, and just by moving to, to Hebron, like, you know, just Judah was, I guess, all in on Absalom. And then, you know, David, like, what's he do? You know, he goes over, he crosses the river. You know, he, he goes over to, you know, the Transjordan side, you know, like hanging out with a— you know, Reuben and Gad and uh, Machir yeah. of Manasseh, right? Um, you know, he's he's ruling in Mahanaim. That's where, I mean, that's where Ishbel or uh, Ishbosheth was, right? The northern guy. So, right. yeah, I mean, like, you know, and uh, so, so, so I think there's, like, it actually does, like, really make sense along those lines. And I think it speaks to just just how widespread and, and really how, how deeply divisive Absalom succeeded in being. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, so, okay. So, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, just go ahead. But you can leave. I was, was going to say. So, what, what, do you, what do you make then of a of Amasa, though? Right. Like how he replaces Joab. Yeah. You know, I've thought about that a lot too. Um, my initial response is, uh, I might be wrong, but I, I can't help but think that, that David maybe had a little animosity in his heart. You know, okay, Joab's even though he was loyal to me, he's the one who killed my son. Mm-hmm. And and Joab can be also rash at times, um, and uh, so that might be part of it. Uh, well, what do you think? I, yeah, I think well, uh, may, maybe being uh, kind of cutting him like a little more slack. I mean, this is, this is now. Well, it's not the first time that basically Joab's just disregarded orders, 
right? Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, David says like, okay, no, like don't don't touch Abner. I I don't want to kill him. No, like he, and then he's like, okay, the king doesn't know what he's talking about. We're just gonna kill him. I I mean, right. like he he he's just done this, and like that's uh, you know, you don't exactly want that kind of a streak going on in your you know right. lead general. I mean, it's I, I mean, it's just. One, it's just you can kind of expect it's going to happen again, uh, but but then two, right? I mean, it's a very precarious situation when the general starts asserting himself over against the king. I mean, historically, that's a pretty good recipe for, well, yet another insurrection, right? Exactly. Yeah, and that makes sense. That's why you know I, I guess that was kind of what I was getting at. It's like okay. Not only did this guy kill my son, but he did it even though I expressly told him not to. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and so it's like, you know, uh, how, how well can I trust this guy in the future? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So so then, okay, so then there's this um, there's this crossing over the Jordan-Gilgal. Um, I mean, that, that's, uh, I mean, like, uh, I, what's the term? An auspicious place to do this, right? Like, think of, like, Joshua, like, uh, crossing over um, at Gilgal. Um, and then, then there's these pardons. And so we, we just got, we got to talk about this, right? Like one, there's the thing about, uh, maybe just, maybe just briefly about Shimei or, uh, Shimei, if we're kind of more following a Hebrew pronunciation. Um, you know, it's interesting because David said earlier, like, you know what, let him curse. He's right. I am cursed right. by God. But, but now, right. He comes saying like, oh, I was so sorry. I was so in the wrong. to So was he right to curse or was he wrong to curse? Right. You know, and it's interesting, uh, nowhere do we actually get a, if you go back to chapter 16, where you read about this, nowhere yeah. do we actually see that God tells Shammai, curse David. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but David basically says, well, if the Lord has told him to do this, I think it's David's way of saying, you know, for all I know, God may be using Shammai to further discipline me. You know, yeah. you know David's aware that he's blown it big time uh, in, in various ways. And, and it might be his way of saying, okay, if, if the Lord moved him to, 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 to do this, you know, I, I just need to accept it and, and see how the Lord, you know, uh, brings all this about. But, um, you know, yeah. here with, 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 with Shammai, he, he may be, you know, to me, this is maybe an example where he, I, I here I'm speculating, but maybe uh, Shammai didn't get a direct word from the Lord to curse David, but maybe in his own mind thought, you know, why wouldn't God want me to curse him? You know, I mean, look what he did to the house of Saul. You know, wh wh mm -hmm. why wouldn't God want me to do this? And and maybe now he's thinking, you know, maybe I was a little rash. Maybe maybe this wasn't God's way. Uh, of, of, of handling things and and also let's face it maybe he, he at this point even if deep down he thought he was right he's thinking <laughs> okay David won uh, if I want to <laughs> save my own skin I I, I better uh, <laughs> yeah humble myself yeah that's right yeah no, this, yeah no this is true right every, every, everyone is definitely on that wavelength of like oh <laughs> no another transition of power can we please keep our heads you know I mean that's that's uh, yeah everyone's thinking that. Uh, yeah, I, th I think so. I mean, I think I think that that's uh, what you just were saying about kind of like maybe kind of David just being, you know, very charitable at the moment. Uh, I, I think all that makes sense. The other thing that occurs to me, though, that I'm uh, kind of batting around a little bit is, you know, we, we, uh, we we've seen this before, how like, the word evil in Hebrew, right, like is not necessarily actually an ethical judgment. And it's very right. often like just bad stuff, unpleasant stuff. 
a disaster, right? And so, whereas we're just kind of like more focused on like, well, was it was it an immoral thing or was it a moral thing, right? It's just kind of like, well, it was a really nasty thing. Um, right. and, and the Hebrew is, it really isn't kind of going either way. I, I wonder if actually we have that going on here too, where, um, you know, Shimei is just saying, you know, I, I said some, some things that I'm sure were not very pleasant for you to hear. Um, and you are the king, you know, and I just, uh, so, so maybe it's, it's, it's more about, um, him just like recognizing, like, look, you know, I, the, the last thing that I did didn't bring us any closer together. Right. right. And, and you are the king, you are the king. And I, there's reasons why you could say, well, for, forget you. Um, but just, you know, can't, can we start over? Right. And so maybe it's not necessarily yeah. even about necessarily like, did he do it? What was it justified or was it unjustified or was it, was it right or wrong? And it's just more like, you know, kind of regardless, it, the relationship's damaged. Right. Right. And, you know, uh, you know, what, what, whatever his motivation may have been, you know, the, the, there is a spiritual example here. You know, um, Shammai, he, he doesn't come and make excuses here. He doesn't say, yeah. you know, I, 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 I was uh, uh, I spoke pretty rashly to you, David. But, you know, here's the reasons why I think it was maybe justified. You know, no, he just he just comes out and says, I blew it. Yeah. You know, it was wrong. Please forgive me. And and that makes me think, yeah. you know, that, that's how we need to come before the Lord, you know, rather than, yeah. you know, well, Lord, I know I did this, but here was the extenuating circumstance. No, <laughs> um, I was wrong. I blew it. Have mercy on me. <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and, no, and we do see yeah. a Christ-like mercy here from David. I mean, you know, he's the king. He has the power in his hand again. Uh, he, he could have used this to take vengeance. And some could argue that yeah, he had a legitimate reason, uh, but he shows mercy uh, uh, to Shemaiah. Yeah. No, it, it, that really is something that uh, if the goal is to just repair the relationship, um, maybe not going into the litany of why he did it and all his good reasons for doing it, right? Like that's right. That's maybe what you leave, you leave out, or at least come back to some other time, uh, if, if if you know that if that's the priority, but. Um, okay. So, so moving on though, we, we got to, like we said, we, we got to deal with this, uh, well, and there's one further bit yet. Um, but, but this stuff was Zeba, right? I mean, okay. So was he lying? Um, is Mephibosheth lying? It's kind of funny that we have his name changed from Maribel to Mephibosheth. Is he fibbing? Right. You know? So, I mean, like, so what's, what's going on? And, and in, in the end, right. Does, does David's action of like, you guys split it, say like, you know, Y'all are probably both like stretching the story to make it seem better for yourself. So I'm just, you know, right down the middle. I mean, what what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I lean in the direction that that uh, Ziba was, uh, you know, when, when he sort of threw Mephibosheth under the bus. I think he he was kind of acting in his own self interest, you know, at this point. Because yeah. uh, when I look at the whole situation, you know, Mephibosheth was lame. You know, he 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 really wasn't a threat to David. And uh, but but Ziba uh, back in chapter sixteen plays it off as though oh he's someone you should be concerned about David you know I'm your man and uh, of course now Mephibosheth has a chance to, to to defend himself here but I think you're right you know David is almost like oh you know uh, th- this whole thing is a mess who who uh, who, yeah. who knows who was exactly right who knows who exactly wrong I'm just gonna forgive both of you and. Uh, you know, uh, give you both uh, 
uh, a blessing yeah. at this point, you know, and allow yeah. you to, you know, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of figuring out who's the bad guy, who's the good guy. And, and let, let's just move on. <laughs> Well, and that doesn't that compliment just so well what you were saying at the beginning, right? Just uh, like, well, especially in in our own context about you know, bringing reconciliation and unification and peace, and like what what that what that means, right? Is well, like kind of unfair mercy, right? Like mercy is inherently not fair, and this is like very much like the uh, the workers who were hired at the eleventh hour, right? And what's he do? He just like he takes it and he just you know gives them all an equal share, and I think this gets back to, to the uh, ten shares thing at the end, right? Um, you're gonna have right. to just kind of skip over the Bar- Barzilai comment, but right is is isn't there something to this that like the reaction of mercy is saying you know what I am less interested with the outcome being fair and more being that the outcome is we actually have reconciliation and unity. What do you think? Absolutely, I think of that too in our our you know our own Christian context. You know uh, we. The, the goal of any conflict is not resolution, like, okay, um, you know, uh, fairly divided things, and, and, and but there's still animosity. You, you want there to be reconciliation. You, you want people to finally say, okay, I'm, I'm willing to put down, you know, my weapons. I'm willing to yeah. set aside my animosity, uh, even though I might not be completely, you know, emotionally ready for this. I, I'm going to make an effort to, to, to actually move forward. And unify here, and uh, yeah. uh, you know, work together with you, and and so you know, I see David trying to do this. It's like you know, guys, if if we're gonna try to to, to resolve every painful issue that's happened between all of us and and make it all fair, we're we're gonna be doing this till the cows come home, to use a North Dakota, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, well, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, and, and you so think about it too, like, like just, just like, or like, uh, just I mean, all throughout the Gospels, right? Whether it's like, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the the prodigal son, right? It's like, well, where's the justice in that, right? Didn't he already forfeit his share? Isn't this coming out of the elder son's share, right? Or or just, or just whatever it is, or the way that you know Christ uh, just has mercy on both the people who have been like with him from the beginning, or like you know, uh, you think of like Anna in the temple for decades, right? And then also like you know the thief who like at the eleventh hour comes along. I mean, that's the thing about uh, the mercy of God that we see. It's just like, you know what? Like, I know you've got reasons for wanting to insist on things being fair, but you know what? I love these people too much. Right. Exactly. And I think of Jesus, you know, the, the, the first will be last, the last will be first. You know, we, uh, even uh, when it comes to suffering, you know, we, we all suffer at different levels and yet, you know, it's a privilege for all of us. So. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, brother, so much. I mean, just, yeah, a lot going on in that chapter that we just, we can feel the tension in our own hearts. But, uh, yeah, I think it just pulls us back to the love that we've been shown. So uh, thank you, and looking forward to having you on again soon. Yes. Have a good day. Yeah, you too, brother. Everybody, Thomas Eckstein, pastor at Concordia, Jamestown, North Dakota, going on to chapter 20. Till then, I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. Peace. Office of National Mission in cooperation with Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the LCMS. Your support is vital for this program to continue. You can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Thy Strong Word.